Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Ariel Hubbard, who is a holistic health practitioner, a yoga instructor, Reiki master, and also an entrepreneur who provides services and information to bring the benefits of self-care, meditation, holistic health, and awareness to the world. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, man. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Can you expand a bit more on that and tell me and everyone at home you know, where your business is today and the kind of people that you love to work with? So my business today, is I have two components. I have an in-person component in the Seattle area, and then I have an online component or long distance component where I work people all over the world. And so um, I have been doing this kind of work professionally for the energy medicine side for over 30 years. And I also do physical side um, massage treatment kind of work. And I've been doing that for 28 years. So the energy stuff, I also, I love to teach and I love to do treatments long distance. And so what I do is I like to assist people with whatever they got going on and I can do it in person or long distance, which is great because we're in a Zoom kind of a world, right? And so you asked me also, how did I get here, right? Mm. You asked me that question. I did, but we can go there. Well, if you don't mind, because I, 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 you know, hit me up. How how did you get here? How did I get here? (laughs) You know, a a lot of hard work Mm -hmm. into following intuition, um, working on my own personal issues and working them out Mm -hmm. and then moving forward to decide I wanted to make a difference for people. So my line of work is not common. It's not, there isn't a direct career path. I ended up creating a career path for people in my line of work because most people who do practice energy medicine, they don't usually do it professionally. They usually do it like for their family or friends, and they don't usually um, have a lifelong career out of something like that, right? So some of it was getting training. Some of it was following intuition. That was the biggest part actually is following the intuition. And that's the hardest Mm -hmm. part. And then, um, taking the steps and being willing to work through obstacles to take action to get to where I needed to go. Cool. Let's let's, let's breeze through that. So you said following intuition is the hardest thing. So what was it for you personally that was a struggle with hearing your intuition and then actually taking aligned action with that? Well, the thing is, so, so I have been an intuitive my whole life, ever since I was a small child. The first part of that was realizing like for me as a child, I didn't question it. 
But I grew up in a culture and society that teaches people to ignore intuition. And so what happened is I would hear things, see things, sense things. And then I started learning how to ignore it. And then I had to unlearn ignoring it. And then I had to realize, no, you're not crazy. When you get these intuitive hits, you're not crazy. And then I had to have the courage to follow through on the things that I would get. Like I had everything from, you know, move a successful business to another state and start over to buy a car during COVID. Like when you know you're, you're not currently working because you're in lockdown, mm. right? To all kinds of situations where so many situations where I would get this um, intuitive hits to do things where it was extremely difficult, like start a vocational school for energy healers. What? <laughs> like, like very difficult tasks. Like here's your, here's your project, boom. And then how are you going to make that happen? And then figuring out the steps to make something like that happen that was interesting. <laughs> Not easy mm. to do. And oh, so, so the how, when the, the how, how comes in. So you get the intuition, the blast of inspiration of, who this is what I could do. Here's an avenue that I might look at. Here's what I might right. enjoy doing. Here's an opportunity. But the how comes in how? big and strong. It's like, ha, 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 this is going to be hard. So oh, some, how, sometimes, how do you overcome that? Well, sometimes um, the how would come in little bits and pieces. So sometimes I would get, uh, if I had a 10-part project, I'd get parts one and two. And I would, I would get these intuitive hits like, okay, do parts one and two, and then you'll see what's coming next. So I would do parts one and two, and then I would get the information about the next thing that I was mm -hmm. going to do. Some of it is um, through reading signs, which I know sounds, uh, you know, whoa, what does that mean? Some of it's reading signs. Some of it's listening to people. Some of it's someone showing up in your life and they bring something to you. A lot of it's paying attention. And that's one of the hardest things for people to do is when you get like, um, let's say you get in like, okay, about moving to Washington where I am now, right? I got, you need to move. I'm like, okay, can you give me more information about that? And they're like, uh, find a place that you would like to go to and, and, and move there. I'm like, great. So then I did some market research. I don't just do intuition. I did market research. I was looking for people who would be interested in, in the services and classes that I offer, right? I offer all these classes in spirituality and holistic health, right? And services in that, right? So I started doing market research. Okay, what states would be open to, um, you know, working with what I have? I was looking for a target market. Then I was like, well, how do I market to that target market? Okay, I could do that. Okay, now, how am I going to save money for this trip? My, oh, by the way, my marriage was falling apart at the time. I knew I was going to get a divorce. I had a very young child. He was like five. I knew like, actually at that time he was four. So I was having this, I had a business that I'd been running for years. I had to finish closing that up. So I had to close up a business. My marriage was falling apart. I had a young child who was working 55 hour work weeks. Then I had to tell all my students, I'm closing my school. Oh, that was terrifying. What am I going to do? Well, you know, I know why businesses have those going out of business signs because you actually make a lot of money when you do that. <laughs> I mean, poor money that I had in years. I saved a bunch of it and then I used that to move, right? So, but it was like one step at a time. So like a lot of times if you follow intuition, you get a couple steps and then mm -hmm. you'll, if you pay attention, you'll start seeing the other steps that you can use to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It's like there's a river and there are stones and you just hop from one to the next, to the next, to the next. And that's what gets you across the river. Okay. <laughs>
So that you've been through an awful lot personally yeah. and professionally to get oh, yeah. to where you are today. Yeah. And I guess that's sure. part of the magic as to what you can help guide people through with your experience, with um, with empathy and also with just good training. knowledge. Training too. Training, knowledge, listening to people, listening to what they have to say about what they need and want. Listening is huge. It's really important. And a lot of times people actually know their own answers, but they just don't want to admit it because it's uncomfortable because they'll have to do the thing that they don't want to do. I'm sure you've seen that when you're coaching your people that you work with. A lot of times they know what they need to do. They just don't want to. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the, the human dynamic of I know what I want to do. I just can't do it. Um, well, yeah, we, we all know deep down what we need to do, what conversation we need to have, what tasks, projects, actions, whatever. However, the fear, the doubt, the guilt, the overwhelm, all these things give us the uh, the justification or the excuses or whatever we need to be like, ah, OK, let's put that aside. None of us are free of that. You have gone through this whole experience, yet I'm sure you still have your moments of battling those the maniac in your head, those inner demons, right? It's not um, as, as difficult as it used to be. So on, you know, when I was in my twenties, when I started my career, the, those voices would have been like an eight or nine out of 10. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now they're more like a one or two because I've spent so many uh, years saying, okay, I'm just not going to let that stop me. Well, I'm not going to let that stop me either. Well, here's this voice. Well, how can I get over myself so that I can move forward? So I just keep, relentlessly just not letting it stop me it just so what did you do to not let it stop you was it action oh, was it what was it oh my god i spent like 25 years doing transformational workshops and meditation retreats and i did vipassana and i did three courses with the forum and i did the power of love and i did all these transformational like seriously ceremonies like i did sweat lodges for 25 years that sweat lodges will definitely help you let go of your stuff i've done all kinds of prayer work i've done all kinds of uh, transformational courses and like traveled and mm. done all the stuff like on this quest to get over myself that that helps a lot Med regular meditation helps a lot honestly mm. and the biggest thing was listening to your internal um voice with your everybody has different names for it okay i'm going to use my names your higher self which is the part of your consciousness connected to the wisdom of the universe right and i work with um different people's guides i i see and talk to dead people when i do that professionally i talk to those guys sometimes i work with the spirit world not everybody realizes that that's actually a real thing a lot of times people think it's you know silly or dumb or whatever so for those people, I say, talk to your higher wisdom, your higher self. You don't have to work with any of that other stuff, but your higher self will let you know, hey, you need to move forward. You know, these are things that you need to do, but you need to listen. And so what I started doing was just working on it, like consistently, okay, what, what, what's to happen next? What do I need to do that's in alignment with the divine flow? What can I work on next? And it's just, that's an active meditation that I do pretty much every day. Um, mm. And it's, it's one of those things where it's not always easy to do because sometimes we're not in the mood. Oh, <laughs> or, you know, we're not in the mood. We're not feeling let's, it. Let's talk about that because listening yeah. to what you've said, I mean, only a sort of brief overview of your story. You've been yeah. there, done that, bought all the courses, done all the things. You've been on a, a self-help binge for the last 20 years to help yourself get over 
your challenges, your yep. issues, your beliefs, everything that was fed to you, all the stuff that we are given, we don't necessarily do to ourselves. So you've been enjoying this. I, I, I hope you've been enjoying it as you've gone through this wealth. So with that said, what's what has it been like for you to come out the other end? And as you said, it's it's simple, but it's not easy. It's not easy to do this yeah. consistently. So uh, from your wealth experience, how do you either stay consistent or give yourself that grace to be able to change, evolve, pause, have vices, fall off the wagon a bit, right. all right. that stuff? Um, well, uh, when about 15 years ago, I realized I actually liked myself. And that, and that sounds simple, but it's, it's huge. And what I realized is if I, if I actually like myself and I love myself also, that if I just accept myself for who I am, where I am every single day, like, um, that's okay. It's enough. I'm, I am goal driven. I'm definitely a type a, I like to accomplish goals. I have goals. I have entry level goals, mid-level goals and crazy goals. And then I have to sometimes give myself permission to not accomplish the crazy goals every day because, you know, I'm a single parent and I've got two businesses. We're not always going to accomplish crazy goals every day when we have that stuff going on. <laughs> and so a lot of it is like, when I realized that I liked myself, okay, I realized I could grant grace mm. for when it wasn't exactly the way I wanted it to, to be, right? Because, you know, you're going to have days where you don't feel like you're getting anything done. You need to give yourself some grace for that. Uh, you have to give yourself a moment to say, okay, especially COVID, right? Like COVID, it was very difficult to make forward progress for a lot of us. I did a lot of things to move forward with that, but not like, not all of us can do those things. Uh, but one of the things I did realize is like, okay, some days are going to suck. Some days are going to be great. Most days are pretty just darn awesome. But a lot of times it's incremental progress and it's okay to accept incremental progress. For those of us who have a lot of responsibilities and sometimes we have to realize that our goals are a longer term situation, not a, you're gonna have a big release or a big um, you know, book release or a podcast release or whatever. Like that's not gonna happen every six months for some of us. Some of us, we have to take these things incrementally. We get frustrated because it's not happening quickly. Sometimes we just have to say, it's okay. Like you have, you have these other things in your life that you have to deal with. And mm. sometimes you need a moment to like say, all right, I'm okay. Granted grace, loving yourself and liking yourself. Honestly, those are the three biggest things I would recommend for people because all that struggle you talk about, all that upset and frustration, those are all forms of self-judgment and they're not liking yourself very much. Because <laughs> if you like yourself, you're not going to say, oh my God, I'm an imposter. I'm a fake. I'm this, I'm that. You say, I'm a, I like myself and I'm doing exactly what I can do with what I've got. And if I can improve, I'm going to improve. And if I can, I'm going to accept that. Yeah. So that is a, that is a great level of emotional immunity that you have there to be able to be, yeah, this is who I am. Yeah. This is what I want. Cool. How do I go about it? Right. So that's it. That's the other piece is not only do, how do you go about it? Like getting your task list together and following through on your action items, but sometimes the universe throws you a curveball, right? No, like, shut up. Never. Right? The universe oh my God. To you. Right. <laughs> Last week I found out my ex had COVID and my kid was sick, but not from COVID on the same day. 
So then my entire childcare schedule got blown up for uh-huh. two weeks. Right. So, um, and it's like, it's like, uh, God took your Scrabble board with all your carefully placed words threw everything up in the air, all the pieces land and they land in different places and that's your life. Right. Mm. With your, I mean, for me, that's what it was like. And I get that. That happens to me a lot. And I just say, okay, how can I roll with this? What, what can I do right now? Right. What can I do to make this happen? How can I make this flow? What's the next thing yeah. that wants to happen? Yeah. When the, uh, when the law of distraction kicks in, because that's what it's there to do, distract us from what we say once, what our goals are. We've told the universe, source, God, whatever you call the right. higher power, I want this. Then these challenges will come out of nowhere saying, do you yeah. are you sure? Well, the, the thing is, the thing is, is it's, there's what we want is our ego. Then there's what the universe wants to happen. So I look at those moments that you just described as, okay, the universe is pointing to something else wants to happen other than what you think should happen. And just because we have our action list and our goals doesn't mean that that's our consciousness is aligned with the higher awareness of the universe (laughs) and what's the best thing to happen either for us or our clients or whoever it is that we're working with. Right. Mm. So sometimes we need to take a moment to go, okay, well, what, what, what does want, what space is created here for what wants to happen next? And that's the inquiry that I live in a lot of the times when everything goes awry and you know it's (laughs) there's an explosion on your calendar and you go okay well what can i do or is there something else that could be happening here that i'm not paying attention to now that's huge let's just pause there with that concept because um that's one thing i know katie talks about an awful awful lot is everything there's a gift in everything if your calendar gets destroyed and you have no shows or cancellations or whatever it might be what is the universe saving you from what gift in this is actually happening now there is a there is a fine dance between this when we look for the the true resistance now it's so easy to look for that uncomfort and be like oh that's i don't have to do that now great i can do this this safe thing so it's finding out where is that true resistance where is the true gift what's are you making an excuse to not do to be able to walk away and what is okay where is the aligned action where is the true resistance what gift is in this and our ability as you said with your um your analysis to actually look through this turn the light on and say what actually is here and we know when we're lying to ourselves right oh yeah I think so. So what you're talking about, I look at it like a river. Okay. And the resistance are logs and things floating in the river. Okay. And then there's swimming around those things. Mm -hmm. You could latch onto that log and, you know, go into, I'm going to screw off and watch TV instead of doing these things that I need to be doing. Or you could, (laughs) you could be like, swim around that log and say, okay, my appointment was canceled. I'm going to go exercise because I know I need to do that for my self-care. Or you could jump from log to log. So instead of being like controlled by your resistance to not wanting to do stuff, you say, okay, I know I'm going to do the exact thing I have the most resistance to, right? I'm going to do that first. And that's Mm -hmm. one log. And I'm going to do the next thing. And I'm going to jump off that log and go to the next thing. And some, sometimes your resistance is definitely showing you where you need to do some work, right? That's part of it. 
but sometimes it's moving around the resistance and moving forward regardless. So it's like, oh, I know I need to do tax stuff. I'm going to look at it instead of saying, instead of saying, I'm going to let it stop me. I'm going to use this like a meditation. This is, and I'm going to use doing my taxes as a way to give gratitude for all the people I've worked with this year. So every time I'm acknowledging all the work I've done, the money I've spent or the money I've made, I'm acknowledging everybody that I've worked with this year. So that's a way of jumping from log to log to log. So you, you take the resistance and use it as a way, but to, to, so that's one approach, right? Is working through the resistance and pushing through it. But another way is to swim around the logs and just keep moving forward, even though you have the resistance. That's another approach too. And so sometimes I'll do the work with the resistance approach with the logs and sometimes I'll just swim around it. And sometimes I'll just get out of the river entirely and I'll get out of the river and I'll say, okay, if this isn't flowing, I need to put a pause on whatever's going on here. So I'm going to go do something else entirely. Like when it was during COVID, um, because I couldn't work, I wrote 13 new courses for my students and I wrote a book about dating. So the dating book was the getting out of the river. It's like not something that's part of my normal goal list or some part of my business. It was just something to shift my energy to get in a totally different place. So a lot of us have those things. We have like the business we're working on, the resistance to the things we need to do. And then sometimes people get out and they do something different. Like I heard a story about a family. They took the whole family and traveled around the world for a year. And that's how the kids did their coursework. They were like, they did this independent study of all the different countries they went to. Mm. So like that was them getting out of the river entirely. And that's cool. And some of us need resets like that. Definitely. To help us shift into a different space of life. I love that different perception. Again, everything I'm talking about there is shifting your perception of the challenges, the the opportunities, whatever is coming your way. Um, Absolutely. And there's no no one way of doing this. You've labeled three different techniques there as challenges come up of what is the right thing to do. And I think following, following your intuition, following the alignment and being completely authentic with ourselves that is maybe sometimes it's for some people it's easy for other people it's hard oh, I mean yes. until really I hard. had brand values written down they were always a bit sort of loosey-goosey but once you have your brand values for any business it's now I have this invisible force always guiding me to make the right decision for me for my business for my clients for my students for this audience whatever that might be so, so you can um, look at the brand values as the water that you're that you're swimming in. Mm-hmm. Like that's what's that's what's guiding you. But where's the river going, right? So when you design those brand values, right, where's your river going? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Is it going to a reservoir of goodness or something else? <laughs> it's good to a think reservoir about of goodness. Going. Love that. So with this, I mean, you talk an awful lot about your your journey and you know been there done that digested all your all these tactics and you help so many people through this where do you need to do the work right now where are you right now that's because we're never all, all fixed and we've got the answers right, no fears no right. doubts where is it for I, you I, that you've got your I, focus? Michael, my work is to be patient i have multiple goals that are like you know three or four year goals they're not mm-hmm. they're not little like, see, a lot of people do, okay, it's a new year, what's your new goals? It's like, 
all of a sudden every year there is a reset. I have some things that just take forever to do. They just, they're long goals. They're just long. Mm. Like I, I mean, I've written, I think over a hundred courses in, in transformation and healing. And one of my goals is to get all of those up online. Well, it takes forever to film video. It takes, I've written all the handouts. It takes a long time to rewrite them right? To get those ready to get them up on for video use. It's a totally different mm-hmm. use than teaching them live. So that's, that's one goal. That's an example, like, or getting a book edited that's and and then ready for press and then getting that, like, these are all long-term things. So for me, it's like, I know what I want. I know what I need to do. And there's, there's incrementally progressing through those things to get those accomplished. But for me, it's patience. And that's always been hard for me because i i love those short-term things oh let's do this launch and we'll get it done in six months and we'll get this number of new subscribers or whatever and oh i'll get fifty thousand people to buy my book like those are easy but like designing like designing and coding for you know uh your business using and designing your funnel or whatever and making sure there aren't mistakes like that stuff's hard last year i went to a conference to learn how to work with my, uh, my CRM. And I spent the whole week learning how to do it. It was the most frustrating thing ever. The people were great. Instead of going to the talks, I hunted down the reps and I sat with them for hours working on these processes. That's the hard thing for me. So do you enjoy wearing all these hats in your business? Sure. Oh yeah. Because otherwise it gets so freaking boring. You can't just, I can't do the same thing all the time. I've, I've always worn a lot of hats. It's for me, it's fine. Other people have issues with that. I don't. Uh, it it just what I've just done is learn to shift my perception of those tasks instead of finding them undesirable or I don't wanna. I just say, how can I create it? So I'll do it. So what was it for you that decided I want to be doing all this work rather than bring in team members to be doing that for you? I I had multiple people let me down. I've had three different um, uh, CPAs quit in the middle of tax season, as an example. Mm -hmm. I've had two or three web designers crap out on me right in the middle of an important project. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I realized that most people aren't count onable. (laughs) It's not easy to find people who will do what they say they'll do. (laughs) It's not. And, and honestly, because of the way my business is designed, it's a much, uh, it's not that complicated. A lot of this stuff, delegation isn't really necessary because it's, it's with a few tweaks that you do consistently over a period of time, it's not that big a deal. Even, even like my books for my business, I can handle that in a very short period of time. Like I don't, there are things that are quick, easy. Uh, and if you handle them a little bit at a time over time, you get results, just like, you know, where they talk about the you know, general business goals, you know, it, doing them, taking the right actions over a period of time yields a huge consistent result, right? Right. Think that that's the tipping point. That's what he talks about in the tipping point. It's one of those things. And I found that um, wasting time trying to find people and then being let down by them at critical moments was a bigger time suck and money suck than just doing some of these things myself, honestly. So for me, it's okay. It doesn't work for every business. In my business, it works. I know a lot of businesses, they have to have teams. You have to have groups of people that handle tasks because they're much larger tasks than mine are. 
So it's for me, it works, but it doesn't work for everybody. And I totally so right get now, that. Is, is your business exactly where you exactly where you want it to be? Yes, it is for my mid range goals. For my my great crazy goals, I'm not there yet. For my mid range goals, it's definitely there. What is the crazy goal? I've goals, spent then? decades cultivating this. I mean, I spent a really long time working on this. I did. Most people in my business make a fifth of what I make. They make twenty percent of what I make. I feel really good about that. That I that I have succeeded professionally in this way. I feel really oh, good about that. And every day, I'm grateful for that. And because over time, at least in my business, when you talk about that flow, right? You talk about the river, right? There's a flow. What happens is over over time in my business, which is a service-based business where you build a reputation, then people just start seeking you out. You don't have to go out and hunt them down. It's so things people come to, to me, I don't have to go to them. I do the things that need to be done like the, the social media and then the networking and the marketing, but I don't have to hunt down. It just shows up. It's magical. It's really cool. It just, I'm what sitting there. Of, as you talk about your, your middle level business that you have right now. So what, yeah. what are the po- parts that you really enjoy doing? Is it the building of the funnels? Is it the marketing? Is it the outreach? Is it the fulfillment? What, what one area are you like this? Lights You're funny. Me up. You want me to make it one thing. I like them all, man. <laughs> Seriously, I do. Even even the funnel building is fascinating, which that's the hardest one for me. But it's interesting. It's fascinating. I'm like, wow, I really got to get my act together. I like to be stimulated intellectually mm-hmm. as well as emotionally. And I like to accomplish things. So to have a good challenge for me is great. I mean, the fulfillment is giving the treatments, it's counseling and coaching, it's teaching and educating. I absolutely love that. Gotcha. But I also like building a business. I like doing collaborations. I like, I'm, like I team up with um, other schools or other organizations to mm. offer my services. I like working with those people. And because I do a lot of mentoring also in my profession, sometimes I end up mentoring people. I enjoy all of it. And that's my goal is to have fun in everything that I do, honestly. That's like my personal goal is to enjoy everything. And so if I'm not enjoying something, I need to, I need to reframe it and rework it until I do. Right. Because I just, I, I life is too, um, our opportunity to be alive in this moment and to have our consciousness here on this planet is really a rare opportunity and we need to enjoy every second we've got. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always working on trying to create a positive experience whenever possible. And whether that's my attitude to what I'm doing, whether there's the people I'm working with and helping, or whether it's like taking a moment to get over myself so that I, that I can enjoy something, right? You know, a lot of people in my field, the thing they least like is data entry, bookkeeping, um, and marketing. They have like major blocks about it. They have really huge issues. I spent a lot of time mentoring people in my business about how to get over themselves mm-hmm. so that they can do that. Because... I look at it like this. For those people who have imposter syndrome, I say to them, look, the universe is, um, you have a gift. You have something to offer people and having the arrogance to not offer people something they want because you're insecure is not okay. So I look at insecurity as because to me, insecurity and arrogance are two sides of the same coin. Arrogance is you know you're fantastic. And insecurities, you don't think you're good enough. But those are two sides of the same coin. 
right? And so some people, what happens is they use their insecurities to prevent themselves from helping the people that want to be helped by them. Because the universe knows who's available and who can help, right? And so make a difference. This is in any business. And sometimes people keep themselves stuck. So then they're not available to help somebody else. And so it's important when I'm telling people, and I've, I've had to work through this myself, is like, don't let yourself be stuck because there are people out there waiting for you and they want your help. And if you're stuck, you can't help those people. Yeah, but it's finding the right tone, the right message, True. the right thing that everyone needs. Some people need to kick up the ass to move forward. True. Others need to be guided and be True. nurtured. That look at the gift that you are and the gift that you have. Look at experiences that you can prove yourself wrong. That perception. So there's a there's a, a myriad of things that you could all do to be able to overcome things like doubt or imposter syndrome. Yes, some so, people so. need nurturing, just like you said. They need to be nurtured and guided and supported through that process, right? They need, they need love. They need like a more, um, I, I would call that a nurturing approach. And then, like you said, some people need that fire underneath their, their tush mm -hmm. to get themselves going. And that's a more masculine approach. Yeah. And there, there are different ways to approach that, right? Absolutely. But, right. And sometimes, sometimes we need to alternate our approaches with ourselves when we're working through something, when we're trying to get over something that we're stuck with. <laughs> Well, Ariel, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. If people want to reach out to you and find out more about what you do and how you could help them, where can they find you? The easiest way to reach me is arielhubbard.com. It's my first and last name, A-R-I-E-L, like the Little Mermaid. It's not, it's from Shakespeare. And Hubbard, like old mother Hubbard. <laughs> dot com that's it arielhubbard.com you can reach me and through that website you can click on links to email me or you can also text me i'll give my my cell number it's uh 971-319-2618 that's 971-319-2618 super stuff again awesome. thank you for your time uh, thank you for, thank for you. joining us today thank you you're great you asked so many great questions fantastic you're welcome. love it thank you Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.